Hey, Jason Wood here, the VA Loan Guy and host of the Armed and Ready podcast. Today, we have a really exciting episode for you. Come on and take a look. Hey, it's Jason Wood here, the VA Loan Guy. Welcome you back to another episode of the Armed and Ready podcast. Today, we have a really cool guest, someone who's in the industry, uh, works with me, uh, Joe Knipp with G.I. Joe Realty in California. Um, He's a veteran, and we're going to dig into his story. We're super excited to have him. So, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks, uh, Jason. I'm ecstatic to be here. I'm always excited to talk to, to other military veterans in the industry, working to help our, our fellow brothers and sisters. So thanks so much for having me. look forward to, uh, to having a chat about uh, how we can continue to innovate in our industry. Yeah, absolutely. I've been excited for, for this um, podcast episode for a couple of reasons. So interestingly enough, a little background on how Joe and I got connected. So I have a, a past client who I helped with a VA loan. Oh gosh, probably seven or eight years ago, um, Shannon. And um, I, I did a loan or two for her over the years and we stayed in, in touch and she's just an awesome person and um, now has a real estate license years later and um, and works with with Joe's brokerage who got us connected. But it, I just thought that was kind of an interesting way of how we got connected, you know, I remember when she called me up one day, she's like, Hey, I got my real estate license. I'm like, Oh, no kidding. <laughs> That's cool. Actually, you know, Shannon is, is unbelievable. Um, she just got her broker's license as well. Um, she is so one of those innovative, um, you know, obviously brokers, but also veterans. And she is going to be starting up our brokerage in Nevada, all the way kind of further North in California. Um, and she just speaks so highly of you, which I think is such a great way for us to connect. Um, you know, she has been pretty inspirational for me as well, because finding fellow realtors, professionals, brokers in the industry uh, has been a challenge. And when she comes uh, or she's come on to the to G.I. Joe Homes, she has continued to bring that energy of help, helping not only, you know, grow with our clients, but extend our collaboration with, um, obviously the VA loan guy, which has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Let's, um, let's dig into a little bit about your story, right? Um, I think it's, it's cool to hear, um, at least for me, it's always interesting to hear, you know, what the motivation was behind joining the military, you know, for me at the time, you know, as a kid, Top Gun was the big popular movie. And I think I think hands down that probably is what recruited me. Um, and so tell us a little bit about your story. What, what was the trigger for you to join the military and tell us about your path? One of my, I wrestled in high school. Uh, I grew up here in the, the Bay area with the Bellarmine college prep. Um, my father had, he's a, he's a golf pro at a country club here in Menlo park and his friend, uh, Tom Jones, is a huge Navy wrestler. So my dad's like, you love wrestling. You need to, you need to meet this American hero, this former Marine and talk about wrestling and, and a little bit about the Academy. Um, once I met Tom Jones, he basically had me at uh, the summer preparatory school at junior year. I was at the Academy um, just to kind of figure it out a little bit, wanted to wrestle for Navy but after that, everything kind of changed. It wasn't just about wrestling and school. Um, there'd be times up in San Carlos where I'd, I'd look out over 
the Bay, and I think there's a lot of uh, uh, fellow military members that have said this, but it was always kind of, if not me, then who. Um, and it all came from that uh, first time onto those academy grounds, because I didn't really have anyone in my family in the military. And it was the most motivating, just um, team that I wanted to be a part of. Not only, you know, the wrestling component, but then the uh, um, bigger group of the Navy as a whole. Um, and for me, I, I didn't even apply to any other colleges. That was it. Oh, wow. So, you know, a lot of us, when we get motivated, it's, it's this and I'm, I'm in. So Joe, tell me a little bit about the academy experience, if you would. Like, I know it's, it's not your typical college experience that people hear about or see on TV and stuff. And it's, it's intense. It's tough. Um, and I have some friends who have gone and who also were athletes while at the academy, which compounds yeah. the difficulty of going to college. Right. So tell us about that experience a little bit. You know, it's one of, uh, it's so unique because you, you go to a, an institution. In fact, I don't even know if I use the word college, but uh, you go to an institution where everyone is, is a top performer. Um, and then, I'll, you know, you have a, my number one thing I've tried to do is always check my ego at the door. Some folks in my institution don't do that, but I, I did. And uh, I think it, maybe it comes from that first time in uh, uh, wrestling when my first match to kind of see where you're going to be on the team was against the Maryland four-time state champion in high school, uh, who was also my roommate. And I was by no means a state champion. And I learned real quick how the uh, Maryland crew wrestled uh, a little different than the, the California West Coast side. And uh, he, 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 he crushed me. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> uh, he definitely built some, uh, some new immediate grit in that, uh, in that, uh, first, first time on the mat with him and a couple of the other guys. And so as much as I, I enjoyed wrestling, I actually really took up to, to some boxing and, uh, you know, something new, there's a lot of camaraderie. Um, and I think the sports aspect really helps solidify and build that teamwork element that we yeah. take with us into the military. And, you know, the Academy in itself is a, is a great, educational platform but i was not a, a great student there and i think it was it was that that part of growing that other side of you of uh of, of learning teamwork uh you know being on time being able to just dig in and get things done i mean it was the school part was part of it but it was really everything else that to me brought me into uh being successful as an officer and then, and then moving forward you know you, you can stumble fall but you get up and how many days you need that, um, you know, as we've all experienced in the military one time or the other. So, you know, that was a great place to build your foundation, um, whether you're, you're playing, you know, Division One athletics, you're in your club sports, or you're just playing against your, your uh, fellow uh, company mates. It's just competitive. And I think that was one of the things that I, I enjoyed that we were able to take forth in the military, as, as I know you, you have as well, especially uh, up at the Wolfpack. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, um, so you got in, so after, uh, after the Academy went into, you went to the Marine Corps? I did not No. So I was, I got to I was, I ended up being in service warfare. My, okay. uh, like I said, my grades weren't not as well or high as they could have been at the time. Uh, so service warfare was, I was gung ho to be there. It was a, it was a great place to be, um, ended up in engineering on the USS Monterey. Um, in fact, 
when I graduated there in 2002, I think I was one of my first classmates to actually deploy to Iraq. I had to come back early from um, our 30 days we get when we were, when we graduate of, of Liberty. I was back at like day 20, hit the deck of my ship, and we were off to the Persian Gulf right off the bat. Um, wow. So, you know, six months deployment from college or college to your, your active war zone was pretty uh, eye-opening to say the least. And man, you, you, I, I definitely got my, uh, my fix of salt water and leadership and you needed it all right then and there. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a unique experience, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so how long were you active duty then? So I did 2002 to 2009. Okay. And then nine to 13 reserves. And then I uh, ended up meeting the first love of my life at Stanford and moved up to Canada for a bit. So it kind of restricted some of my, my reserve duty. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, after you got out of the Navy, um, tell us about your transition to civilian life. I mean, now obviously you run um, a real estate firm. Um, yeah. Clearly caters to, to the military. But tell us about that transition, you know, how you made the decision uh, to get out and then and then launch yourself here in, in, as an entrepreneur. So the transition is to me, I don't, I don't, the military specifically, but any industry, when you're transitioning, it is a process. And I don't think a lot of people give it the respect it needs. Um, I, the second half of my active or my service warfare career was at the Naval, Naval Special Warfare Group 4, the special boat team guys. And they, I think, really opened my eyes to what you can do with your life with grit. I mean, I've, I've never been around more motivating between SEALs and SWICs. Uh, those guys kind of, I would say, gave me a new form of ethos um, that I, I had before. So uh, when I transitioned from them, I ended up at the Naval Postgraduate School with a whole new idea of what I wanted to do for, for some innovation. Um, real estate and law were always on my, kind of my forefront. Um, but, you know, in the transition, I, I, I didn't really know how to get into real estate right away. I didn't have a mentor. Um, so I ended up actually first going to work for a, another military, great military company called TRX. Um, Randy Hetrick, former SEAL. I think at the time there might've been 12 people at the company. Um, I was tasked to do sales for uh, surface warfare. And then I tar- partnered with two SEALs to go on spec war and then private military. And that was sort of my first transition out of the military was with other military folks who are military minded content driven. Um, and it was, you know, going around the country, showing guys straps, which they hate using that term. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they hate it. Uh, and just showing what we could do with this product. And man, I had people were looking at me like there was bugs coming out of my ears. Like, what is this piece of gear? And that was kind of my first, take on entrepreneurial, like what it means to, to not be afraid to get out there and, and have a team behind you that's really working a product that can make the lives of others better. And that was sort of my first uh, groundwork into sales. And when I saw that, uh, one of the biggest pieces for me was how I could do more for my military brothers and sisters. Fitness was great. Being down range, range was awesome, but I still had that uh, real estate piece that I wanted to get into. And so I immediately just decided that, Hey, I don't have to know how to do it. There's no fear. Let's just do it. And took my test and started to, um, 
train under a pretty big legend here in the peninsula of California that I got lucky to speak with. Um, he was a former friend of mine's father who took me under his wing, who's done, I think in his career now, 2,500 transactions in basically between San Jose and San Francisco. Wow. So a lot. big market, right? Yeah. I mean, you appreciate that. I mean, a guy who's, who has that behind his belt taking a rookie isn't something you normally get. Right. Yeah, totally. So he took me under his wing and I told him right away that I wanted to help military veterans. And I, and then this whole kind of my, my goal was to help do veteran VA home you know, guys utilize their VA home loan. Cause I knew how powerful it was. Well, I was told right off the bat that I was out of my mind helping guys want to use their VA home loan in the, in the Bay area. Um, God, the excuses. And I'm sure you've heard them as well, Jason, military guys don't make enough money. They can't compete in multiple offers. Um, you know, they, do they, do they have the jobs that can support that? I mean, I actually, it was mind opening to me, like just, or mind blowing to me, I should say that guys would have that stigma. Yeah. It's crazy. The stigma that's out there, um, you know, it varies from area to area, but the overall perception is, you know, what you were mentioning there. And it's, it's funny to me when I, when I talk to other agents who have that, that fear of the VA and, yeah. um, you know, I talk to them and I'm, you know, we're in this pandemic situation here. So people are, you know, their businesses are closed and then they work again and then it gets closed again and they're working, you know, so like the job situation right now is a tenuous topic for a lot of people. And yeah. the one great thing military members have is a job, right? And they get paid really well. I think that's, that's um, something that's a misunderstanding by a lot of the real estate agents is, you know, they have their wage, but then they have um, their additional pays, right? For their base allowance for housing and, and other things, depending on their job. And that that's done on purpose, right? The military does that on purpose because some areas of the country cost more than others to live in. So they need to make sure that they're in a position where financially they can survive. Like they're not going to send people to the San Francisco Bay Area and force them to live on the street because they pay them so little, right? I mean, <laughs> they're, they're going to take care of their people. Well, and you know, on that point, it's, it's my, I, I love this topic because when you look at it, it's almost staggering. BAH in, in Northern California, in the San Francisco area, $4,300 a month tax rate on top of your regular pay. That's a good chunk of change. It's a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's mind blowing. And that's when, you know, you don't realize how far you can go on. I mean, now, you know, even with the, with the new limits, you can get a home. I mean, we're not talking just an average, nice house. I mean, you can still get a very nice, nice home in certain parts of the Bay area on that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about um, your brokerage now. I mean, you're, Clearly, but the name is indicative of serving the military community. But tell us a little bit, like, what was kind of the the um, the birth of GI Joe Realty? So, over the last, you know, since about 2011 in real estate, um, I started in the traditional realm. Um, again, had that pushback from from others about the military component. Um, I ended up moving to Canada. I have a brokerage license here, Colorado and, and Canada. Um, so I've worked under a lot of different brokerages um, in a couple, you know, two countries. And my most recent stint prior to GI Joe Homes was a big tech company here in the uh, 
in the Bay Area that was trying to innovate a bit on, on real estate. Um, I'm glad folks are doing that, but it was still just not hitting the heartstrings of what I got into real estate from the beginning on. Um, so GI Joe Homes, I, I ended up leaving that, that real estate tech brokerage. And as I was sitting in my office saying, well, what, what do I want to do next in real estate? And I was like, well, why don't you just do what you always wanted to do in it? Um, and that really means starting your own brokerage, starting your own business, building from the ground up with a focus on a channeled, um, unwaverable task at hand. And that was why, you know, I, I, I'm sure other brokers have had this, this challenge, but finding a name for your brokerage, I mean, you, you want something that is um, recognizable, but also it's your mission and your purpose. And I ended up with G.I. Joe Homes because as I do law, I started looking up different trademarks, what people would recognize. And G.I. Joe Homes hit the, you know, it's pretty recognizable towards military. Sure. Um, yeah. And that was, was the part of that. But a lot of it was in real estate. How do I give back to our military members? A lot of brokerages, I think, prey on them. And I'm, I'm sure you, you've seen that in some, but it's, it's, you know, just because I say I'm a former military, uh, you know, I'm a veteran, I'm a member. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not, um, I'm the best guy for the, for the, for the work. And what am I offering to help, help benefit our, our fellow, you know, veterans and active duty. And so the whole point of this brokerage is to offer more. I can't make housing affordable, but I can make rates reasonable. So one of the, the pieces that I wanted to do was start to work on PCS moves. The average out of cost move or out of cost pocket expense for a PCS move is about $5,000. And you think of how many moves you do in a 20-year career. I, I mean, how do we help? So one of the things for G.I. Joe Homes, I, I, I give back, you know, average is about 2000 to 2500 tax-free rebate closed escrow for VA home members to, to help mitigate those costs. Um, that's really cool. Right? I mean, that's, that is the, just, it seems to me to be a no-brainer why that wouldn't be the case. Uh, same for listings. It's a, a, you know, it goes from a point to a point and a half, really depending on on the needs. But what I'm trying to do is give back so you can maximize your investment and then partner with um, you. I mean, that's part of it is, is who do we partner with so that when you're buying and selling homes, we're working with, with other military members. So, you know, GI Joe Homes goal is not only to help buyers and sellers who are active duty or veterans get into homes, but the other part I have is making and helping military members who want to be in the profession able to get into it without barrier to entry. Um, hey, well, we understand. I mean, I understand what it's like to start. Everyone on our team, um, and I should say like Shannon, for example, we mentioned in the beginning, veteran, uh, has bought and sold with a VA loan. In fact, those are the, the two caveats is you can only directly work with clients if you bought and sold with a VA home loan because you have to have walked in their shoes, right? Right. Um, so those are, those, that's the channel aspect. And, and you know, everyone says, well, what if someone's not a veteran or an active duty military, would you help them? And actually my answer is usually, not that I won't help you, but I'll refer you out. Um, and I think that channel focus is just critical. Um, I have agents that you know, want to join. And again, it's, it's being very careful about how you focus what you do. It's very easy to start moving in another direction, right? And, yeah. and I think keeping that laser point guidance is, is critical to, and there's plenty of business. That's the other 
the other thing is if you do it right, there's a lot of people you can help. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on, on all those points. What are you seeing today in the marketplace? And I know we're, you know, we're knee deep in this really hot market, right? I mean, we're in a situation nationwide where housing inventory is really low, but so are interest rates and the, the low interest rate part of it has now generated a lot of buyers. So there's a lot of people out in the market right now that are trying to buy a house and because of low inventory, it's made it a, more of a challenge. That's for sure. Um, but tell us what, what kind of things are you seeing? I, I maybe, and I can share on some stuff I'm seeing too, but you know, as it specifically relates to like um, the, the veteran and, and the VA loan and, and that purchase scenario, what are you seeing in, on your side of it, on the realtor side? You know, the, I have a perfect example. Um, I do a lot of business on Travis. Uh, have a, a major out of their medical unit moving from Lackland, uh, never been in state. Very, I mean, he is a, a savvy buyer um, moving into an area, though, that he's never seen before. So, for example, I've had two uh, two deals with him um, that we worked on, um, kind of made different decisions. But this this lab, the first one was with uh, a new home builder. Um, and we, you know, obviously very competitive working with, with the VA loan itself, but moving into this area, the, the, without going too much into it, the deal he ended up um, winning, we had 55 offers. And that wow. in the market itself, it just shows you, with, I mean, just to hit, hit the nail on the head of what you said about how's the market, um, 55 offers on one property, eight properties in that neighborhood in the last month had over... 98 offers it was total. Jeez. Um, and so, you know, walking into it, and I think this is where, you know, with, with the right partnerships with your lender, I mean, it's a team effort. It's not a one person effort. In fact, right. with, with this market, it's, you know, a lot of the, my philosophy and our team's philosophy is it's team, we, us, our, it's a partnership with your client. They are, we're consultants to help them make the right decision. Um, you know, when you're asking a military member to use their VA home loan and start going way over asking price, you know, there's a trust that has to be built there. And if you do it, you can still win. And the the crazier part is on those 55 offers, we were not the highest offer by $15,000. That was relationship building, right? And that's where the folks on the other side are connected with the lender they're connected with the agent and they understand the process of, hey, this is a, a military member who's, who's coming. He's, it's guaranteed he has to move. This deal isn't going to fall through. You have a 25% guarantee. And by the way, the constraints of a VA loan are a lot smaller than the conventional. It's a slam dunk. You're not going to fall out of contract. Um, and that's where working with your team gets positioned your, your, your military members or your active duty PCS movers into being uh, competitive again, um, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I talk to my clients a lot about that, especially at the very early stage, you know, when they're just kind of feeling it out before they're even pre-approved is, you know, I really talk about that that team concept like you were mentioning because um, we're in such a market nowadays that you can't just wing it on your own, right? You can't just like find the internet lender, find the internet realtor and show up from out of state and be in a house. like. 
that no. doesn't exist today. There, you have zero chance of, of getting into a house. So you have to develop that team and, and, and you hit on it too, which is, is really developing that trust factor. And that's what I tell, tell everybody, you know, but on top of explaining, you know, the benefits of, of working together, ultimately it boils down to who do you trust to get you across the finish line? Right. And because we're all, we all got to work as a team to get it there. And then once we're in escrow, that doesn't stop. You know I mean? Once we get into a contract, you know, then we're just adding team members, right? <laughs> now we're just, now we're adding title escrow, the, the, the listing side, right? The team just grew. And now, now we all have to, to shovel this whole thing together. You know, I love that you say that because typically in that escrow piece, that is where I believe the military member is the most vulnerable. If, if that appraisal again is a little bit unique, has the right team around it and you're working with your, your lender, because let's say it gets extended for some reason. Let's say you need to show better comps. Let's say the time, I mean, you have to have that team in the most vulnerable parts. I mean, of the deal. And when you have that and it comes together, you save the deal. I mean, you don't have to walk away and say, sorry, I guess better luck next time. Right. right? And well, there isn't, there isn't we, really like a, a next time in this market, you know, it's like you get into escrow, yeah. that's your shot. Like, better figure out a way to pull it off because the next house is going to have 55 offers on it. You know? Oh yeah. You, you, you get them there and then you drop the ball. I mean, and that's the piece where, you know, exactly 55 offers. I mean, the market is hot. I mean, you're seeing it even on I mean, everything under the sun, the conversations we're having from new buys to even refis. I mean, you know, I have to thank you and you're even helping me on the, the Earl at this moment. I mean, there's so many opportunities for our, fellow military members to make money, capitalize, but they have, it's that right team member because, you know, one of the things I appreciated working with you on these rates, as we talk about is the first person I interviewed five lenders, by the way, yeah. the only person that gave me three options, un unreal. And Shannon's, we were talking about it, how, if you don't do that, if you're not in the industry every day, how do you know? How, how do you know? Right. Unless you have something trust and, and you build the trust. So, you know, I, I think, again, it's that whole team of who you trust going to, to get you across that finish line. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a service aspect. I, I believe to that too, you know, I mean, the internet, the, the accessibility that we all have to information at our fingertips is so vast, right? It, it, it creates probably more confusion than clarity, I would say. Um, in terms of like the mortgage financing piece, I mean, you you can Google and come up with all sorts of different things from rates to guidelines, to scenarios, like all sorts of stuff. And, um, it's, I think the, the ability to provide that, that service level that, that comes along that you, you don't get when you just click it online. Right. And, and yeah, you should be getting, you know, more than one option. And I think, you know, lenders right now, because every lender right now is, busier than they've been in their whole careers, right? This is, this is going to be their biggest year of their entire career. Everyone is jam-packed. There's not enough bodies at the mortgage companies to handle the business, right? I mean, it's just, it's exponentially huge. So everyone, everyone is doing great, but I think they lose sight of that service piece because they've got so much business coming in. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, here's your rate. Yeah. Here's your pre-approval letter. Hope you get the house. Accept. You know, it's like th th there's, there's, still a level of service that needs to happen. And if you're, you're too busy to provide that level of service, you gotta, you gotta build the team or you gotta slow down because the it's, this is a big deal, whether it's a refinance or a purchase, like that's a big totally. deal for people, you know, for you and I, we do it every single day. Right. So 
For us, it's maybe a little less intensive um, because we're, we're doing it multiple times all the time. But for somebody who refinances their house once every five years or buys a home every five to 10 years, right? It's a big deal. And it needs, it just all needs to be handled that way. And I think, I think by doing that, that's, that's going to help win also, you know, I mean, that's going to help to get them what they want, whether it's the rate or the house or, you know, all that. You know, it's, it's so well said. I, I almost look at it like an orchestra, right? You have, or, or I mean, again, use a football analogy, whatever you want, but it, it is that team element that comes together to get it across that field. And I mean, or like to get that process to close. I mean, you, you just, you're working together and it is, you know, for me, when I go and I, and I recommend a client to you and vice versa, we know we have each other's backs. I, and I think that's the part of the exciting part where, where I get to work with, with you and other military members is we have each other's backs. There's a different camaraderie in this industry if we work together. And, you know, making sure we also have the right training because I, I am not afraid to, to, to come in and say, hey, you know, I know you're new to the industry. Um, we need to go over a couple of things too. And I want to set you up for success, right? I mean, we're not cool. letting our soldiers go out on the field, not untrained, we wouldn't do it. Right. And so I think that's one of the other exciting pieces is, is working with fellow professionals that actually understand that the, what the military member is going through, how big of a purchase it is in their lives. But then also when you're working with professionals from that same background, we, we coordinate, communicate far better than others. And we're, we're not just a faceless entity on a phone or a quote on the computer. Right. I mean, it's no different than having comms with the helo on the ship. you got to create winds and he's got to land. Right. Right. You're connected either way. I don't see you, but my communications to you is is your life is on the line. And in a way, we have the financial future and the financial life of our clients on the line. Um, And that's the piece where when we channel our industry, we work together on helping our fellow brothers and sisters on their financial future. It's it's just so exciting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, even to take it a step further, I had two guys that work uh, in the financial planning industry, all veterans. And that's another piece where I believe taking the next step, whether it's someone who's working for GI Joe homes or in, um, you know, new out of the, out of the military in the, in the process, how can we do a better job of connecting them to fellow military, you know, veterans or even, even spouses, of course, who are in that industry that get the challenges that they face moving forward in either their transition or active duty military uh, career. Yeah. Yeah. The finance part is such a big piece of it. Um, and I think it kind of goes unnoticed because when you're, when you're in the military, you know, of your thrift savings plan, right. And some people yeah. put money into it. Some people don't, you know, the military um, f- for all the positives, the military does from educating and training um, its people, you know, finances is not one of the topics that a lot of time is spent on. So, you know, if, if one of the senior guys in your unit said, yeah, put some money in your TSP, you probably did. And if no one said anything to you, you probably didn't. And, you know, you fast forward a handful of years and you either did a great thing because you contributed or you had a big void. Right. And I think, um, there's a lot around that whole financial education piece that, I think we can do in the real estate industry to help connect these people to 
you know, great trusted financial advisors as well, because there's, there's more to a financial advisor than just like, Hey, what's the best mutual fund for me to put yeah. my money? You know, that the, the, obviously there's more to their job, just as there's, you know, more to our job than just, you know, a rate or a contract. Right. So, um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's part of that responsibility is on us to help them, right. As part of that military community and in doing what's right for our people and making them, you know, having them be trained, right. For success. hundred percent. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, you know, it's, it's a new battle you're facing and transition. And, you know, it's one of the ways I've been looking at, at the business and, and it's even double check. I mean, there's, there's a difference of veteran needs and a different, a difference that an active duty family needs, right? Their difference, their needs are very different in a lot of ways. And I think that's one of the pieces that we can recognize. It's very hard when you're, you know, you're in to see what your transition as a veteran is going to be financially versus when you're in, you know, you can, it's, it's a lot easier to talk to guys who've been out for a while and give you recommendations. Hey, here's what you do when you transition. Here's what I recommend. But when you're in it, you really need some of that guidance because you can flail. I mean, that TSP, it's so funny you say that because there's so many guys, I it's glaring in my head at this moment. We, we had a, a, a discussion about how you were going to invest your money into that fund. And then I had another sailor come in and ecstatic. I got my first car. Only got a, it's a 15% interest rate on my <laughs> car, right? And and it's so funny how those two go hand in hand of, you know, investing your money in TSP or buying your first car at a ridiculous interest rate and being able to, you know, have those conversations, whether it's a house, your 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 mortgage component or other investing parts that come as a whole. I, I think that's one of the most exciting pieces when we collaborate to put it together. I mean, even you know, I was even looking the other day at adding an element of um, uh, VA benefits. Like, who do we have on on, on speed dial right now who I feel 100% confident? And I have a couple that, you know, depending on, on how much time they want to put to it, that could walk you through the process, whether it's an attorney, whether it's a, a you know, DAV advocate. But those are the other pieces because, you know, I, I fully believe your house is your anchor. I mean, shelter, food, and water, you don't have shelter. How do these other pieces come into your life? And it's such a big strategy that I think, you know, we, we have a, uh, a duty, but we also have an um, opportunity to help. You know, some of us are further on than others, and that's what we can also do, those yeah. connections. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I was going to ask, what are, you, what are you experiencing right now? And I've, I've experienced this a little bit. I can share from my side. but in this, in this crazy buyer's market, right. Um, coming in with, with VA, I find, especially in Northern California, because you know, I'm down in San Diego. So it's, you know, military town USA. So, um, you know, every agent is accustomed to receiving VA offers. However, you know, there's, there's still quite a large percentage who have that same, uh, um, lack of knowledge or fear about it and stuff like that. And, you know, the further away you get from major military places, the more that, that grows. Right. So, um, you know, I found with a lot of people, I, I follow up all the, the offers that my, my buyers make with a phone call and a video to that listing agent. And oftentimes, um, when I talk to that listing agent, you know, their, their first, um, concern or their scare is, oh, this VA appraisal, right? They're just, they're just in a panic about this VA appraisal. Or the other thing is they think, cause it's VA and they're going zero down that we've got like the weakest buyer on the planet. And, uh, yeah. so 
Um, it's funny. I had a conversation with a listing agent the other day who was just spooked of the VA appraisal. And, um, and so I went over, you know, some of the common things we're seeing in this area, you know, what they're, what kind of things they're calling out. So I said, Hey, you know, are are you seeing any peeling paint? You have any like loose handrails going up or down to a flight of stairs? You know, they're looking for safety and, and health related issues. You know, did, did the, did your seller do his flooring himself? Yeah. Okay. Well, did he, did he finish it? You know, did he put the baseboards on? Did he put the the covers on the the wall plates? You know, like some of this is simple, but, um, those are the kinds of things that would get called out. So I go over, you know, these questions with this agent and, and she was like, well, no, all that's fine. I said, well, you know that the guy that's going out to do the VA appraisal is the same guy or gal who's also going to do the conventional appraisal. Or, or yeah. the FHA, they just got an extra designation because they want to expand their book of business, right? They're independent business owners and they want to expand their book of business. So they're doing VA as well. And they had to get some certifications and they have to look for a couple different things. But if all that stuff checks out, we're no, you're no different on the appraisal than if they use the conventional loan with a gazillion dollars down. The appraisal is yep. same. You know, it's such a good, one of the unique pieces we do up here from I basically San Jose to San Francisco that really makes, I, I don't want to say easier, but it can help guide one of our buyers in, into the, a, a higher success rate of getting a home is we do all of our, all of our inspections, disclosures, everything up front. I mean, it's loaded up front. You go online, you know everything. I can look at a disclosure package prior to putting an offer in. And we can talk about our success rate. We can talk about where the, you know, where we could be a, a little bit of risk. Is this going to take a bit longer of a time? But the big thing is the relationship with the agents on the other side. And I think the part that, you know, I, you're mentioning, it's, it's the education piece of the agents. I mean, if you walk in there, they're tiny things, but you can still put a very strong or more than the other client's offer would be in for minor touch-ups. I mean, it's, I think it's that upfront homework that basically helps with success in educating the other agents that it's not this big, bad, scary deals are falling through, um, similar to FHA, which is a whole different gamut itself right? for the most part. Right. And right. I think, I think they get confused to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do. They just get so worried that, you know, their, their seller is going to get hit with this request for repairs for 10, 20, $30,000 when, it might be a couple hundred dollar fix it thing or nothing at all. Right. I mean, a lot of times you can go in there with a screwdriver and, and fix a lot of these things before the appraiser yeah. shows up, you know? So um, I, I think, yeah, they definitely get overinflated about it. And then the other thing is, you know, they, they look at um, some of them, you know, fear that this zero down loan is, yeah. is a, a weak buyer. And um, there's so much statistically that proves that wrong. Um, but just from experience, I can say most all of my VA buyers are strong with credit. Obviously, the job history is great. They've got money yep. in the bank. They're not putting a down payment because they have the option not to. Not that they not that they couldn't or wouldn't, yeah. but they earned this amazing right because they said, hey, I'll take a bullet for your freedom. Um, and in return, we said, great, you can buy a house with zero down. I'll, I'll take advantage of that opportunity. Like the, They just... They think that this this weak person, and oftentimes they're as strong or stronger buyers than my conventional buyers. A thousand percent, and you know what? I think this is the misconception, Jason, that I see too. 
Zero down is actually not the truth. It's 25% down. I mean, you're guaranteed 25% of the loan. The reason it's in place is because, again, yes, zero, but you have a 25% backing. It's right. a super strong loan. And that's another way I position it. I was like, you know, forget this 0%. On paper, it shows zero. If that member defaulted on that loan, he still had to have a lender and he's backed at 25%. It's actually a, a 25% down um, component. You can, you know, it's how the, the loan is structured and why the military has that benefit. Yeah, that's right. I, really a strong offer, believe it or not. And I think, you know, I, I thought numerous times about how to re, rephrase, restructure my offers because the reality is I do not like that preconceived notion of seeing a zero. And yet it's really that educational piece. Like, do you understand what the VA is backing on there it, and why there's no private mortgage insurance on this loan? What, you know, what are the components of it? When you look at it from a whole, you actually have, and I, and I think at some point doing some lobbying to have those offers modified so that when you earned that, you know, VA 25% um, benefit, we can capture that in our contracts better, yeah. right? Because that's an entitled, that is actually what the money is. That's that entitled amount. And I think there's a little bit of, um, I don't want to use the word discrimination, but discrimination on the other side when you bring a VA offering. Yeah, I I think you are completely correct. And, and I like that that approach because it really is. And, and for those that are not unfamiliar, or not familiar with what we're talking about. So the VA, the VA guarantees 25% of your loan when you, when you have, you know, eligibility for a VA loan. So that's why interest rates are lower, why it's more flexible for qualifying all sorts of great perks and benefits, but they'll actually cover 25%. So if, if, you know, heaven forbid something ever happened and you couldn't make your payments ever again, and you had to lose the home, the VA is going to roll in there. They're going to give the lender 25% of that loan off the cuff. No questions asked. Here you go. And the lender doesn't get hurt. But the, the fact of the matter is the VA loan compared against all other loan types, FHA, conventional, the whole gamut, um, is actually the highest or the best performing loan with regards to foreclosure rates. Um, the highest foreclosing mortgage type out there is FHA. And then, and then comes conventional. So it's, you know, it's, it's crazy to think, you know, that they're, they're skewed away from this when actually that, that VA buyer from a holistic standpoint is, is better for the market. It's better for the lenders. It's better for the banks, which makes it better for everybody else. Right. Well, you know, and I love the way you say that because as you and I have, you know, when you do your basic study and um, education in real estate, what are the two things they always lump together? FHA and VA, right? Right. I mean, it's always a chapter. So when you have agents out there who are very unfamiliar, they're new, they're indoctrinated, school is there. The first thing they see is FHA, VA. Oh, wow. I don't really want to get into that. That's, that's going to be a subprime uh, buyer. I, I don't even want to think about that. Well, now loop into their career later, they get more familiar with real estate. They're like, oh, wow, I had a lot more to learn on that. And I think those two are so closely tied. Um, you know, because of the, the, the federal backing, but at the same time, they're quite different. Yeah. Yeah. They're super, super different. Um, well, I think, you know, we've, we've hammered on, on this, this real estate yep. topic pretty good. And I, I think if people have questions, you know, about buying a home, refinancing a home, I mean, 
clearly it's something that you and I are passionate about and are able, willing, and would love to help, um, even just in a conversation aspect. Um, but as, as we wrap up here, one of the things that I'd like to ask is, you know, what does, what does the phrase armed and ready mean to you? Armed, I, I love that question. So when you're armed with the right professionals, when you're armed with the knowledge, the training, the experience, it means you're ready to go to war. You're ready to go to your professional, your job. You, you, be, you bring to the table your best. You're armed, thus you're ready to execute. And when I, when I hear you say that, it reminds me of one, you as a professional, which is clearly why that is it. You're armed with the knowledge, you're armed with the team, you're armed with the tools of the trade to be able to execute and bring the, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's the right team together to the finish line. So I, 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 I was thinking about that a bit, why that was the name. And that's what, what, I, what I think it means. That's cool. That's cool, man. Well, thank you. Um, Joe, I just want to say special thanks, man. This has been a lot of fun. Um, hope we can get together on another one. And um, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. It was great to learn about you, you and, and everything you're doing, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. And uh, look forward to the next one. All right. Thanks so much for joining us on the Armed and Ready podcast today. If you have any questions about anything we talked about, feel free to reach out to me, Jason Wood, the VA Loan Guy at valoanguy.us.